Welcome to Sacred Origins, the podcast where extraordinary souls share personal tales of discovery and transformation during their spiritual journeys. I'm Kaz, and together we're going to explore the diverse path that led our guests to be their awakened selves. Join us as we chat with fascinating individuals from all walks of life revealing their sacred origins. I believe these conversations are important because in the sacred stories of our guests, we might just find echoes of our own. Welcome to Sacred Origins. So welcome to our very first guest, the lovely Katie Oman, who I know because she kicked my butt for six months, I would say, if not a little bit longer, to get me to write, concentrate, finish, be brave enough, be bold enough to put all my CRAP behind me and publish my book. So Katie, can you, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell everyone a little bit about you. Oh, Kaz, bless you for having me on. It's such an honour to be here. I feel so, I'm so excited for you to do this. It's been a long time coming, I think. I think. But, um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yes, hello, everybody. Yes, my name is Katie. Um, I have lots of strengths to my bow. I am, first and foremost, a women's empowerment coach. Um, I have clients from Sydney to New York and everywhere in between. Um, but aside from that, I also am an author a book coach, as Kaz rightly says, uh, a motivational speaker, event organiser and psychic. So literally do lots of different things, but it keeps me out of trouble, if nothing else. (laughs) It certainly does. Um, So all this podcast is about our origin stories, where we came from and where we think we might be going. Mm -hmm. Um, And the psychicness could come in handy, actually, there, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) so tell us a little bit about your spiritual journey where did it start was there a starting point oh there was a very definite start yes you know people talk about their spiritual awakening and Mm -hmm. you know for some people it can be a gradual thing or it's like a um like a lily blooming unveiling for me it was literally the tower literally the catalyst moment Mm -hmm. in 2010 before that, I suppose I kind of had, as most teenagers are want to do, dipped my toe um, mm. in the esoteric and the, the witches and the, the ghosts and stuff. But the thing was, I got bullied quite heavily when I was a teenager. And so you kind of hide your light in that space because you don't want anything else that kind of stands you out as different. Mm. So although I was kind of interested, I didn't take it too seriously. Um, and then my life in my 20s was just drifting. like. Knew that I was here for a big reason, but couldn't find it and couldn't figure it out. So I literally was just bobbing along on the waves of life and feeling quite unfulfilled and quite unhappy and looking for answers and looking for something to fill the void, but couldn't find it. Um, And then 2010 had the most catastrophic, tragic, shocking experience of my life, which still has its feels 13 years later, where my grandparents. Uh, it's not the nicest conversation to have, but it is my story. Their um, mobility scooter was set on fire outside their flat. And their firemen got them out the back window. They didn't die at the scene, but they were both quite oh. old. My granddad had emphysema. 
Um, and they both died in hospital the next day. I actually held my nan's hand while she passed away. Oh and it's I'm so sorry. No, That's... it's okay. It's not something that I tend to walk around as a kind of mm. badge. You know what I mean? Because everybody has trauma of some degree. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's 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 part of my story, yes, but it's it defines me, but it doesn't define me, if that makes sense. Like mm. I, I feel like I, I don't walk around as a victim of it, you know. Mm. Um but of course then we had to deal not only with the police investigation, but the media got hold of it, and so we had journalists and cameras at the bottom of the road as well and we're trying to grieve and process so it was a lot it was an awful lot for the whole family mm. um but what I did was when you go through and you don't need to have a big traumatic event to spiritually awaken by the way mm. but for those of us that do it's like a reset button it like puts you in this real process of reflection and review because you realize I think the fragility of life you realize that it's that moment of what the hell am I doing here? You know, and that question puts you on a, a search, really. Go on a quest to find out your truth and your happiness and your purpose on a on like a real focused way. Um, and then a few months later, my uh, I met a most wonderful, amazing woman, sadly no longer with us, called Barbara who was a psychic medium and mm. literally the first words out of her mouth when she met me, not hello, not hi, I'm Barbara. She went, you can do what I do, you know. Wow. And I was like, okay, right. I hadn't <laughs> even, but she was great and essentially kind of unofficially mentored me to help me bring out my gifts and then to develop me so that I started then reading tarot um and kind of leading into my clairvoyance and my clairsentience so and uh, it's been a journey since then of growth and development and you know twists and turns and ups and downs but yeah that was really the, the moment that it all began for me was was in 2010. So when she said you can do what I do mm -hmm. had you before that had any think that you would go oh that's that's a message that's a that's something I can hear something I can see something had you had any inkling that um, you, and you'd buried it or uh, was this just news to you <laughs> certainly buried it but you know what these things are like they they will let their themselves be known you know mm. even if you're, you're doing your best to kind of turn away from them they still mm. pop up from time to time I didn't know that I was psychic I knew that I was sensitive for sure I've always mm. been a highly sensitive person um, I didn't understand what an empath was at that point. I just knew that mm. I was like really hyper aware of everything and everyone. Um, mm. But I have certainly had incidents um, throughout my life of being aware of spirits on the other side, people who have passed over. Not constantly. It's not a continual thing mm. that I can do. And I don't work as a medium. Although my mentor was a psychic medium, I have never worked as a medium because I'm too sensitive. Mm. and it scares me right to be honest yeah. with you um but they have certainly made their presence known you know every now and then I have been aware of something else um but the big thing for me really has been the angels um and my life has been saved two three times by Archangel Michael specifically mm. like literally has saved my life and I know that and I wasn't fully aware of you know how it was happening and what was happening but I knew there was something 
bigger than myself happening in that space when it was going on mm. you know so it's like you can high feel these kind of like whispers or this like this magic behind the scenes but it's not until you fully like dive. it's like tune the radio into the right station right yeah. and then suddenly all the static that you've been hearing over the years suddenly you're like oh now it's a song now it's a dj now it makes sense yeah i love that and i think i've just had this haha moment in my head of why did i find you to edit my book <laughs> and there you know there's a bit at the beginning of the book where i say i pray to my angels and i believe they saved my life that day and you yeah. had exactly the same and i just literally went that's why i found katie because we share that and I could yeah. put that out to you and you wouldn't go what <laughs> because you've had the same sure I mean if you're gonna have if you are on the spiritual esoteric path and you mm. want to write a book I highly recommend you have somebody in the field who works as a book coach so they don't yes. look at you like you're got three heads and purple spots they yes. look like, <laughs> like weird. you need somebody who shorthand not only accepts what you're saying as that as truth but understands what you're saying so you don't have to overly explain what you're talking about yeah definitely and you can just have that trust like everything yeah. I sent over to you I just had that trust that yeah you would just get it yeah, yeah absolutely um, so yeah sorry that was just my aha moment of... <laughs> I feel like Oprah we just yeah aha moment. <laughs> exactly I love to have those every so often oh, for sure. um so are you happy to go into one of these occasions that you felt yeah, safe? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've okay, written about so. them and spoken about them. And it's, mm. the one I've written about the most probably was my the, the birth of my eldest son in um, mm. 2002. Um, I was 20 when I got pregnant, not planned, but, you know, mm. life happens. Life happens. And uh, at 33 weeks, um, my granddad at the time was in hospital having a stomach cancer operation and I got in to see him and uh, my nan and her sister were like Kate your feet are awfully big are you okay and I'm like yeah I'm fine I literally felt fine mm. apart from being pregnant I felt, I felt fine and they're like but I was wearing my boyfriend's trainers and I thought it was just like water retention which I'd heard mm. about so I was like well it's fine you know and they were like well they're quite big I'd go and get that checked out if I were you so anyway you know when your nan tells you to do something Fine. So I went and I tried to make an uh, appointment with my midwife and she was busy. So she said, I'll come and see you on the um, Friday, I think it was. Anyway, she never came. And then I, I was at home alone, completely, mm. like alone. I lived with my boyfriend at the time and he was at work and it was just me and I was just chilling out. I think I was reading the magazine on the sofa. And in my ear really loud like really clear like literally like somebody had shouted in my ear I heard a male voice that says go to the doctor now oh. right now instantly my first thought was that there was a burglar in my house why a burglar <laughs> time we go to the doctor I do not know but that was my <laughs> initial thought right yeah <laughs> it would be a strange thing for them to right. to, to care Super about in that like, moment doctor, right oh, okay. but um like so then I kind of very cautiously because you know now I'm scared right so now I'm kind of looking around the house nobody there I don't have the television on I don't have the radio on I look next door my neighbors are not in like there's no source that this voice could have come from right anyway um got to the doctor they took one look at me and said go to the hospital now uh, luckily my friend's mom took me and when they, when the, the doctor came to see me, he told me I had preeclampsia, which is where your 
blood pressure goes through the roof and the only cure if you like is if the baby is born immediately and if the baby is not born immediately then mother and baby will die and so my son was born that night by emergency cesarean and weighed three pound 12 and then was in special care baby unit for four weeks but when I told the doctor what happened to me that day he said oh well there must be an angel looking after you so yeah I really just have that voice was and like I say the skeptics who listen to this I I don't think anyone skeptical will listen to this podcast but you know by by chance somebody you know comes across it and hears that story and thinks Mm. oh yeah yeah whatever like there was no source and I checked Mm. because at that point I was not in the spiritual field at all I was Mm. like it wasn't even part of my you know my reality so I literally very like a complete cynic and skeptic checked everything and everywhere and there was no known source that the voice could have come from Mm. and why would it tell you to go to the hospital why would it do something so specific yeah that then leads to the healthy birth and your life being saved yeah absolutely like why why would it tell you that of all things yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so you know and they do say that when your life is saved in that kind of way it's because well obviously it's not your time Mm. But more than that, it's because you're here. It's like you haven't fulfilled your mission yet. Yeah, you haven't fulfilled your purpose yet. You're here for something bigger than what you've previously been doing, and so you have to stick around because you've got work to do. Mm. And now you've stepped into it. Well, stepping. <laughs> I still think there's more to come, but we'll get onto that. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward, your sidekick tells you you can do this too, and mentors you. Yeah. What? What's that process like of going from having it very buried to going, yeah, I'm psychic? Like, what's that as a, as a transition like? It was very up and down. I think, you know, people talk about the dark night of the soul. Mm. And I actually think it's more than one night. It's a bit like when people, when you're pregnant and they say morning sickness. <laughs> morning, sure. I actually had it every day for three months with the twins. So, um, but for me, it's, you swing between being like, was the sky always that blue? With the, you know, was the light always that bright? It's, it's kind of a bit like a cheesy Hollywood movie to some degree. And then you swing from that to feel like you're losing your mind at times mm. because you are suddenly aware of things that to the logical human five senses seem completely irrational. And yet there is no doubt in your mind that what you're experiencing and what you're feeling and what you're seeing is not rational or logical, but it doesn't mean it's not there. Mm. And you can't explain to anyone, really. I mean, at that point, I didn't really, I didn't have, apart from my mentor, I didn't know anybody in the community. So I didn't Mm. have anybody that I could reach out to going, hey, is this normal? Like, I'm I'm feeling all these things and and I'm saying, is that normal? Because then you question, like, Am I, am I, you know, am I still holding on to my sanity? But I think if you're able to kind of trust the process and flow with it, you will kind of, it just become more of your norm the more you kind of stay with it, you know? Mm. Yeah. And that flow, was that just a gradual thing? Or, yeah. Yeah, or like yeah, a day yeah. by day, like one day you would, one day you'd be like, no, this is crazy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like I love to say there was like a fast track thing like yeah. you know a, a she just flicked a switch and there you were psychic and in your elements <laughs> glowing um, away 
but like anything you know it's called a spiritual practice for a reason it's because mm. we have to show up every day and put the work in you know yeah. and some days like any practice some days you're gonna nail it and feel like yeah this is me and I can do this and I'm awesome another day you're like why am I even bothering like this is crap I can't do this I'm so stupid um but those moments of doubting yourself um become less the more you can keep walking the path I still get imposter syndrome from time to time now and it's been 13 years but I think that's just a natural part of my brain so Mm. do you think that part like part of imposter syndrome is to keep us in check with ourselves sometimes as well because I can see the negatives in imposter syndrome obviously but sometimes I see a bit of a positive in the respect that like sometimes when I'm thinking why am I doing this who am I doing this for who am I to do this I think it's good to sometimes just have that as long as it doesn't get out of control and negative just to have that check of no, actually, come on, this is why I'm doing this. I would, I'm doing this because I want to help somebody. I want to spread positive messages and just have... So when those negative questions now run through my head, and part of this was like when you were kicking my butt regularly, I use it now as like a check-in mm. more than a let it stop me. Sure. So I mean, I'm trying to see like the positives in imposter yeah, yeah. syndrome sometimes as well of like just reaffirming that yeah I'm here for the right reasons and I'm doing it because I'm meant to be doing it and I'm trying yeah, to twist yeah, imposter syndrome to be like a, a good thing when it rears up in my life yeah. and not I mean, a block. There's two things with that I think one is that it keeps you grounded and humble mm. so you don't get too big for your boots and think you're the big you know mm. the big I am and like walking around like you're the own the place I think there's this mm-hmm. that but for me, and I, I talk a lot about this when I do my coaching, because I always say that the ego, which is a natural part of all of our brains, so you can't get rid of it unless you have a lobotomy. Um, I think it gets a really bad rep. I think it needs a new PA because everyone's <laughs> like, I'm going to war with the ego. I'm going to fight my ego. And you're like, yeah, good luck, because it's just natural, right? But the ego's job, as I understand it, is to keep you safe, right? Mm. And so, when you're in the comfort zone of your life so like let's say for example before my awakening although I was miserable pretty much and very unfulfilled my ego wasn't really like I wasn't freaking out and scared because it was knowable my life was kind of routine and and you know knowable yeah so like every day and every week I kind of knew what I was doing there was no massive surprises really so my ego was quite quiet when I changed my life even though I knew it was going to make me happier and going to put me on the path that I was supposed to be on, my ego freaked out because I was going to a space that was completely unknowable. And the ego's fear is unknowable, is dangerous, and you could die. That's the ego's biggest concern is that you can die. And so it will put you back or try and make you go back into the comfort zone where you are safe. And it will say and do anything, anything to make that happen, you know? But I say that, okay, if your fear, is justified and huge so like if a tiger burst into my kitchen right now I think I would be justifiably scared I think I would be allowed to be frightened right because I'm like I could die in this situation right (laughs) however fear isn't always a bad thing so Mm. for example if I went to work in Tesco nothing against Tesco but if I went to work in Tesco I would be bored out my brain Mm. and I would be really frustrated because I don't care how many apples you sell I don't care what this week's deal is. I don't give a crap, right? 
I'd be really rebellious in that space, actually. But I wouldn't be <laughs> I'd scared. love to see you in there. <laughs> oh, God, can you imagine? That'd be awful. But I wouldn't be frightened because it doesn't mean anything to me, right? Mm. Whereas if I'm going to, you know, start off a new course or start a new path or create a new book or do an event, I am pooping my pants mm. because it me I care. It means something to me. But in that space, my desire to do the thing is bigger mm. than the fear. So what the fear is showing me actually is that I'm going the right way. Because it yeah. means that if I didn't care, I wouldn't be frightened. Mm. You know, when that. you see fear that way, you can kind of, like I say, you can kind of say like, am I justifiably scared right now? Or mm. is this just a byproduct of me, of me making a change? And if the answer is the latter, then you can go, I am going the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. It's a nice way to look at it because it mm. is that thing of like, no, I'm passionate about it. I care about it that's what scares me yeah absolutely you just don't want to get it again like you don't want to do it justice or you don't want to mess it up or you know you want to make sure that you're doing a good job and so you care Mm, definitely so how did you get into empowering other women with your work and message yeah it was very much a progression initially I am well first of all I did um a, a motivational speaking thing in uh Cambridge a few years ago and on the train on the way home I was really flat and I'm like what's the matter with me this went really well you know the audience were, were great you know I got the most positive feedback what's the matter with me and after some reflection I realized it's because I didn't have anything to look forward to really there was a thing upcoming in the diary and that annoyed me because <laughs> I'm always <laughs> like what's next what's next and then there was the whisper that came up from my soul that said, do it yourself. And I, initially I was like, nah, I can't do that. I've never done an event like that. I wouldn't even know where to start, right? Um, but I'm very passionate about stories, as you know. Mm. And I think, and I know that every woman you speak to has a story. And I think that if we listen and allow women to tell their stories in a safe space, there's magic in that that we feel less alone and that we are able to through the sisterhoods to rise up together and I'm very passionate about that so from that I created my women's empowerment event rise where Mm -hmm. I I gave space and a stage for women to tell their stories not just of trauma but also how they overcame them a very inspirational very magic very powerful and I've been doing that. I mean, this year, this in October, it's my fourth one, which mm-hmm. and I've created this from scratch. I'm very, very proud of it. And then from there, I then I've created two anthology books because I realized I'm then doing a disservice to people who can't get to where I live. Right. Mm-hmm. And every woman has a story and every woman should be allowed to tell her story, regardless of where she lives. So we did two books. And um, then a friend of mine, she was learning how to do Akashic record reading. And she was looking for volunteers. And so I'm like, me, me, right? So she did my, she sent me a voice recording of the reading. And the basically the message was, your purpose, your mission is here to support and guide women and girls. And you're already doing it. You just need to own it. Aww. Right? So from that, I completely rebranded um, mm-hmm. last year, uh, last, last March. I completely turned my whole business around from something that was very uh well predominantly tarot and readings and you know all that good stuff which you know, mm. I still do from time to mm. time into something that was very focused on empowering and supporting women 
And from that, it's just been like a, a place of growth and passion and purpose. And I, I bloody love it. I really do. You can tell on your face. Like literally, you just light up talking about it. I realised from an audio podcast that is a useless <laughs> thing to inform everyone probably. But you just have to trust me that you can trust tell. Me. I'm smiling uh, as I'm talking. Before you hear it in my voice, I just... Yeah, it, it, exactly. It, up, you know? it just beams out of you. So you hear where you are now, empowering women, getting them to share their stories. Mm-hmm. You've told your own over how many books now? Eight? Nine. Nine? And I'm just starting writing my tenth. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know how you find the time. (laughs) So what do those books cover? And can you tell us what number 10 covers? Okay, so I've got to get this in the right order now. God, this is obviously like, (laughs) like, you know, I feel like I'm a mastermind or something, especially the subject. books. So the first book was actually the the one only novel I've written um, called Chasing Rainbows, which was very much, and I realised that I always write a book about where I'm at at that moment obviously. So um, I, I wanted to talk about spiritual awakening. Um, so I did that in novel form. Funnily enough, many years later, probably a good four, three, four years later, it actually won Book of the Year in the Soul and Spirit Awards. Oh, wow. I beat, I beat Carl Gray and The Secret. Like my head. No was, way. You beat was, The Secret and Carl. I was like, I what? love that. That's what shows when you've got good followers who will support you because mm-hmm. it was just crazy. But yeah, I did that. And then my second book was called um, Little White Feathers, which was all about how to connect with angels and the different angels and how they can help you and all that good stuff. So did that. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is called Happiness Make Your Soul Smile, which mm-hmm. was published by O Books. Um, and it was like a lifelong dream to be in Waterstones. I literally cried when I saw my book on the shelf. I um, would. Yeah. But she's like, that's a proud was, moment. That's, that was uh, massive. Massive. Yeah, that's seeing it there. as you want to see it. And then she's standing there sobbing. And this poor mm. cashier was like, are you okay? And I went, that's my book. And she went, hang on. And she ran and she got a pen and some stickers. And she went, can you find them? I'm like, okay. It was like snot and pen all over the paper. Going, but, um, <laughs> I love it. It's basically how to be happy and what gets in the way of that and how you can move past it, which sounds like, well, I know how to be happy, but actually there's a lot of people that think they do, but actually if you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, it's a lot more simple than what we give credit for. So mm. did that. And then I did, my fourth was um, called Self Love Pledge, which was a teaching memoir about my own self-love journey which has been one of the really key lessons of my life and one that I will continue to be on for the rest of my life. But I wanted to utilise what I have learned and experienced on that journey to help other people because I know that self-love is something a lot of people struggle with mm. in one form or another. So did that. And then five and six were um, workbooks slash journals about self-love and empowerment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did my first... No, I did Shake, Woman, Shake, which is about working with divine feminine archetypes then Mm. I've done the two anthologies uh Mm. rise anthology of women's stories volume one and two so that's kind of the books that have been written so far um 10 and this is an exclusive I haven't said this this is like an exclusive podcast announcement it's going to be called queendom a manifesto and it's all about how to step into your queen energy fully um 
So really like, massive empowerment. And uh, yeah, it's, it's cool. I'm really loving writing it. It's awesome. I love it. So what's Queendom? Queendom is that, so the thing about being a woman mm-hmm. in this world is that we get many uh, labels slapped on us and many roles and many identities. And a lot of that is to do, comes from the dominance of the patriarchy that we should be good and pretty and compliant and caring mm-hmm. and quiet right I uh, sometimes I think they want pretty little dolls rather than full-grown women but that's another story um and yet in every single woman there is power and strength and fire and passion and when you lean into those qualities fully without apology without playing yourself small without hiding your light and pretend to be something you're not you're fully in your queen space and when you're in that space magic happens I love it I'm already excited (laughs) to read it (laughs) I love that so much um because yeah I just yeah it's I saw you share earlier um the Barbie quote that's going Mm. viral and I haven't seen the movie yet because I just you know yeah, I've, I've suggested to husband he wants to go, and he really doesn't. Um, and <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going on my own. I don't care. Um, and that quote made me think of your work so much because it is all about they want us to be thin, but not that thin, but not too thin, but not in this space and not in that space. And it did. As I was reading it, I was just like, that's a, you're just a perfect person to share that because it oh. is everything. Thank you. Thank and you. then. The idea of a queendom book that tells us to like how we can embrace our fire and our mm. space just and be us and big as bold as we want to be and live how we want to live sounds amazing, especially Katie Thank style. You. I love Absolutely. it. Thank you. But yeah, it's it's yeah, when you realize that the rules of the game are mm. not in our favor. As a woman, you can't win. Mm. You can't win because the, the rules of the game are literally set up so that you can't win. And yet all of us try. In our own way, we try and play the game and we try and win the game. And you're not going to. And once you realize that, you can then start to step out of the game and say, I'm not playing the same because it's crap. Mm. I love it. Mm. So who's kind of inspired your journey? Who have you read, listened to, watched that you've kind of gone, oh, their messages are great. I wish more people would read those or know about those other than yours. Of course, of course. Um, I am a huge fan of Glennon Doyle's Untamed. And if anybody hasn't read Untamed, you really should. I recommend it to everybody. Like, it's such a good book. And it's really easy to read because they're quite short chapters, but everyone's really powerful. There's a message there. And they stay with you for a really long time after you've finished reading it. Um, I also recommend that everybody go and watch Brene Brown's A Call to Courage on Netflix. Yes, I, like I watched that I when you amazing. recommended it. Oh, it's incredible. I've watched it about six times. And every time mm. I watch it, I get something out of it. It's so good. If I'm having a bad day now and I'm sitting at the laptop, I will put it on in the background because I just feel like, I, I don't know, it's something about the vibe that comes out yeah. of it. By the end of it, I'm like, I can kick ass. Absolutely. Go do and, it. You know, <laughs> if I'm having a wobbly moment, which, you know, I'm still human. I do have wobbles mm. from time to time. I blast Lizzo as loud as I can and I and I twerk and I sing my ass off because if you want to feel empowered, if you want to fall in love with yourself, listen to Lizzo. 
because mm-hmm. that's what she embodies, you know, and she's incredible. From a spiritual perspective, you know, being on that journey and, and learning and developing Super Soul Sunday at the time with Oprah was just a godsend, really. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad that it's not anymore on TV because it was mm-hmm. great. Um, and the different people she had on, it was just, it really was soul food, you know. So I think what what's kind of the key message for me is that I, I really identify with unapologetic strong women who speak their truth and live their truth and if I can identify with them and 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 kind of I mean even like going so far as people like Rihanna I mean like women who just are themselves and don't apologize for that like if if you can find them I find it really inspirational for you to step into that energy for yourself Mm. I love that so what's the biggest lesson or learning that you would take from your spiritual journey if there's one (laughs) well just one I know that it's your path Mm -hmm. and you can't do it wrong there's a lot of spiritual bypassing going on in the community there's a lot Mm. of whitewashing going on of people saying that you know unless you are doing yoga and drinking green juice that somehow you're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. and I'm like "Mm, no like the thing about spirituality is that you're crafting and walking your own path as you're going like it literally Mm -hmm. is it's your path it's personalized like I swear I drink alcohol I Mm -hmm. eat meat I like sex I like to dance my spiritual connection is just fine thank you love it you don't have to like there's no rules of the game don't buy into this crap that you have to do a certain way no you don't Mm -hmm. you don't you are spiritual being because you are a spiritual being having human experience you don't have to do anything you just have to be you yes i love that that is i like you say the whole i only covered it briefly in writing because i think if i'd gone into it too much the rabbit hole of the spiritual bypassing Mm. and everyone being love and life love and light would yeah. have it would have got rambly you'd have probably edited half of it out for me <laughs> because but it is this thing that like we're allowed a bad day and we're allowed to tell people to do one mm-hmm. and we're allowed to shut the door and chuck the world yeah. out and stick on Netflix and not watch anything productive or do anything productive or just rant and scream and swear yeah. and do whatever we want to do and have a blooming drink if you want to drink and yeah, it's absolutely. not a righteous path that no. only you know no, only no. if you take these certain steps will you ever fulfill your potential fulfill it by saying f 20 times a day if you need to it clears the throat chakra more. nothing else right exactly if you're holding in what you need to say how blocked will your throat chakra be sure you know it's i'm not bashing religion you know i know no. some people find great solace and comfort and enlightenment in those spaces so i'm not here to bash anybody mm-hmm. but what i will say is that spirituality in my experience in my opinion is very different from certain forms of religion because there are no rules there mm-hmm. is the thou shalt not and thou should there's just you there's mm-hmm. you and there's something, whatever you believe in, there's something bigger than yourself. And it's that connection between you and that. And how you do that is entirely up to you because it's your path. Yeah. Love it. So we've covered where you've been. Mm-hmm. 
where is your path going next do you think because mm. one of the things that I love about spiritual journeys and I think fascinates me so much about people's stories is this constant evolution that we do we're not who we were in our 20s personally oh. I can only thank the universe for that <laughs> um, I don't want to be 20 year old calves uh, again it was, a hard, it was a harsh time <laughs> I much prefer calves now um but we do we constantly evolve who we are is not the same one week to the next I don't personally think I think it's a constant tiny little thing every day and week but what do you think and you can bring in the psychicness obviously but what do you think is next for your spiritual journey um I am here I could this to some people this is going to sound really like ego and I don't care because I know it's going to happen I am mm -hmm. here to build an empire I am here to be a brand. I am literally here to go global. And I know that. I, yeah. And I literally fought that truth for a really long time because mm -hmm. I thought that, you know, imposter syndrome, who am I? Mm. Who am I to even think that? That's stupid. And now I'm like, no, I know categorically my mission is big. And I know that I need to reach as many women as possible on this planet. I'm not going to reach them all because there's a lot of them, but I need to reach as many women as possible. So I need to take my message as big as possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm not frightened of that anymore. So it's like, I am here for it and I'm ready for it. And then I'm, I'm putting things in place to start, you know, act as if, right? So mm -hmm. you're not waiting for things, a doors to be open for you, kick them down, light the path up, make things happen. So it's exciting. And, I, and I'm really excited to see what the next 10 years holds because I think I'm going to be in a completely different space than I am now in every area of my life. I love that. Leo season with you must be a huge... <laughs> I was writing about Leo season earlier and I'm just sitting here going like, I was writing to like people about, you know, if you want to roar and like make a change, it's Leo season, let's go for it. Yeah. And I'm just thinking like Leo energy in you. Like, have you got Leo in your chart? Not in my, pro I don't know if my, my, I can't remember my full natal chart off my head, but certainly mm. my, in my dominant placements, no. Like I am a Libra sun, Taurus mm. moon and Cancer rising. Like I don't even have fire. I have a, a Sagittarius Venus because I looked at the, the, the whole meme that was on Facebook last week. Yes, um, the four square things. Yeah, I didn't even square. know that the planet that was in Pisces was like a thing that we should be looking up until I looked it up. Yeah, my Venus was in Pisces thing. But having the four elements in my four majors made my Libra very happy, balanced, right? But mm. um, yeah, as far as I, I mean, the most, when I say the most, there probably is Leo in there somewhere, but off the top of my head, I can't remember. But what I find is that I just, I really tap into that space of fire. I find mm. like it, it's very inspirational. I love that. Sorry, I'm getting treats to feed the cat. <laughs> he uh, meowed away through the last one, so I'm keeping him quiet. This one. Um, so that's where you're going next. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think it, will it reach to younger? Are you, I know you said before about the message being like women and girls. Sure. Are we looking at that as a? Oh, sure, for sure. Because you, you know, if you if you get women they're coming at you with quite a lot of wounding and insecurities and issues mm. that you don't have to work through to get to the fire. Mm -hmm. If you can get girls young enough, they haven't got, well, they may have a few, but they're not going to have as many, if any, massive things to work through. They're fresh. They are newly formed. And so 
you can get them and, and put them on the right path, if you like, before they start to kind of be indoctrinated by the patriarchy. So the, the idea is that, you know, to help these young girls to realize how freaking magnificent they are and wonderful and magic and not to lose that. So it requires a little bit of guiding, I think. It's like trying to kind of point a ship on its true north and mm-hmm. go on the right path, you know, with the compass and the sails. It's like trying to guide the ship. But I think, you know, the more that we can do that, and that's not just my job. I, I honestly think that all of us have a responsibility, especially as older women. I think it's our job to guide these young girls, to make sure they're going down the right path. Because mm-hmm. we know what it's like to go down the wrong one. Yes. Mm. That's the wisdom that we bring to it, isn't it? Yeah. Love it. So linking in with the, we need to guide young girls. If you could go back and tell your younger self, anything, any life lesson, any reassurance, any message, what would you tell her? I, I would tell her the downloads I got in 2016, 17. I had a, a whole epiphany aha moment of my own, just watching TV. I wish I could say I was mm. doing something profound. I wasn't. I was just watching telly. And I had this thought just drop into my brain, which mm. to some people would be like, well, obviously. But it was a real moment for me because it had never occurred to me before, mm. which was, you are okay as you are. Aww. And I, like, I'm sitting there looking like a fucking grinning idiot watching television to the fact that my partner at the time was like, are you all right? And I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> they just told me that. <laughs> so I wish that I, I give that message to myself from a much younger age so that mm. I could stop trying to be something that I wasn't and stop trying to fit in with everybody else and stop trying to... <sighs> mask and pretend and hide you know Mm. it's just like mate you're all right just be you it's fine you know stop trying to be like them you're not them you're you yeah that would be magical wouldn't it if we all were born with that innate belief Mm. that we were just as we grew that should be the message that we're given as our lives as as we reincarnate that should be the thing that we're born with it's like like tattooed somewhere mate you're okay as you are just do you Yeah, yeah, just do you. I brought a T-shirt actually the other day that says, you do you. And that's all it says, just just you do you, around in a circle. And it's now like my favourite thing. (laughs) Just like, you do you. Awesome. So um, where can everyone find you to follow you, to keep up to date with your work, to find out when the Queendom book is released? Where are you on the Tinterwebs and the socials? (laughs) I used to, I've now streamlined everything so easy now because I realize a lot of people like it as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to social media, all platforms are the same, which Fabulous. is Katie Oman, which is O-M-A-N, like the country, Katie Oman 1111. And that mm-hmm. is across the board. And then my my website is uh, katieoman.co.uk. I literally just made it as easy as possible for people that to is, find me. I love that. Yes. Can't ask for more than that, can you? Not hiding anymore. I'm just me. Just being me and shining my light, you know? Uh, and you should, because like we I all said, should. We all should. Thank you so much for joining us, for chatting, for telling us your story and your wisdom. And thank you for kicking my butt last year. <laughs> You're very and welcome. being part of my story <laughs> as well. Because I when I was when this idea came to me while I was recording somebody else's podcast 
I was like, I want to share people's stories. And the ones I want to share the most are the ones where they've had a massive, profound impact on my story. And that's why I messaged you, because you you really did. Well, it was an honour and a pleasure. And, you know, I know that, you know, sometimes it wasn't always easy, Kaz, but we got Working with me, not easy, I cannot imagine. (laughs) Oh, bless you. But it was genuinely a pleasure to help you birth your book into the world. And uh, it's it's just gorgeous. I feel very proud that I was really a, a part of that, you know. Thank you. You're welcome, darling. Everyone, look up Katie, look up her work and join us next time for another incredible guest telling us their incredibly empowering and interesting story. Thank you, Kaz. And thanks, everybody. Have a fabulous, magical day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred Origins podcast. Follow me on social media at at Sacred Moon UK please hit subscribe or follow to the podcast and leave a review. After listening, if you have any questions or comments, you can contact me via social media or on my website, which is www.sacredmoon.me. Thank you for being here, and I look forward to being with you again in two weeks' time.